I come from a long line of librarians. Have I ever told you about this? No. <laughs> okay. So, so like, not a joke. I do. Uh, a librarians and teachers. So, like, my great grandmother was a librarian slash teacher. My grandmother was a librarian slash teacher. My mother is a librarian. My older brother is a librarian. Uh, so, I mean, like, and I, I was going to be a teacher and then I didn't. Um, but my, my mother, a librarian who I don't think has ever played a video game. I mean, like, maybe at some point she has, like, picked it up and tried it with us when we were children. But uh, my mother comes to me the other day and she says do you know what the witcher is <laughs> and i was like do you and she's like yeah i heard that it, it it was a netflix show and then but turns out it's based off of a book and so i've been reading the books i was like oh cool and then she goes and i heard that it's like a video game too and i was like it is a video game that i didn't really like but she was like okay would you would you be interested in watching the show with me and i said yes and Justin, I spent two hours today watching the Witcher series on Netflix. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on it? <laughs> so it's really good. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, it's so good. So I watched the first two episodes with my mom. And um, we, we've talked on this show. I think you didn't particularly like The Witcher 3, did you? Um, I, I would say I like it. Uh, I didn't like it when I first started playing it. Um, but when I went back and, and, and replayed it, I liked it, but it's not like my favorite game of all time, but it's there. It's a game. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I tried really hard to like that game. I played it for like five hours and it just felt like doing homework. <laughs> like it just was so boring. It was like reading books um, and I get it. It is from, you know, is there is a lot of lore there. There's a lot of like text and whatever. And, and if that's your thing, that's fine. It just was not for me. But I remember I was it was my sophomore year of college and I was playing the game and I remember like putting it down for the final time thinking like this would have been better as a TV show. And I can't believe Justin that I wasted my, the one time that the universe was listening to my wants and wishes on the Witcher TV show. Not that it's <laughs> not a good show cause I am enjoying it, but like I could have done a lot more with that wish sort of had I known that I, it was going to be granted all that to say, that's a good show. <laughs> That's good. a great I, show. The the fights are great. I think uh, it's it's one of those that when I finished watching the last episode, I went back to watch the first episode because it makes it make more sense. Um, oh, interesting. In a, in a kind of interesting way. Uh, I, I I don't know if this is uh, this might be. I don't think it's a spoiler, but like what they do with the storytelling, it's not a linear story. I've heard and, that. Yes. And it just makes, once you understand stuff that happened at the beginning, once you've seen the end, it's just really cool how they do it. So, um, to my understanding, my mom was, like, telling me all about the books, and I was like, yeah, 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 like, I, like, I, I kind of, I'm on board with, like, the characters and whatever, I just couldn't get into the actual, like, game of it. Um, apparently, like, the, the show is, like, an adaptation of the books. And so she's, like... It's interesting how they handle that because in the book, and I was like, "Who are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, who are you?" But yeah, it's a that's a good show, and I know that I'm like nearly two years late to the to the Witcher TV show train, but go watch that show. Yeah, it's just crazy too because like Henry Cavill is a big uh, plays video games a lot. I mean, one of the yeah. things that started this pandemic was this uh, uh, fast motion video of him building a PC with his massive biceps, and you're just like being like, "This could be me," except I'm not, and then. Yeah. 
uh, he's also a huge Witcher fan, like a huge fan. And he was like one of the people who was pushing to play uh, Geralt. And mm-hmm. how crazy is it that not only did he want to play that character, but like he's perfect for it. Like he is amazing as that character. He's so good. And, and the, my worry is, OK, so watching this show does make me think like, OK, well, once I get done with this, I might understand the world a little bit more. So I might go back. No, I'm just I'm shaking aggressively shaking my head. No, no. <laughs> OK, well, well, what I was trying to say is like I might be inclined to go back and revisit the game. I and think- the problem is. From my memory of the guy who plays Geralt, I like Henry Cavill or Cavill a lot more than whoever that guy was. And, and no shame to him. I'm sure he does a great job. It's just that, like, I think Henry Cavill's performance in the only the two episodes I've seen is, like, superb. Yeah, I think the... I, I When you were saying you want to go back and play it, I think the worst part of The Witcher is the first, like, six to seven hours of the game mm-hmm. as you're, like, getting into the new the, the world. And, like, they really do kind of just jump you into this, like, place yeah. without uh, really setting you up in a way. It's a really interesting world. They just don't set you up well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you have to play it again, you got you to gotta get to that stuff with, like, the Bloody Baron storyline. Did you beat that part? Uh, so here's what I remember about The Witcher. Cool. I spent a really long time trying to fight like a griffin. I think okay. that was my first my first thing. And then I remember t- like doing a bounty or, or going to go kill a beast, a, a demon or whatever. And I did all the research. I made a potion and then I used the potion and then uh, the weapon I was using did no damage. Mm, yeah. And then that's about it. Cool, cool, cool. I think this could be an interesting video to even... Uh, um, topic for another episode but i never play card games and video games and there's a lot of video games that really try to make you play those card games and i remember sitting down trying to learn the rules of gwent because i was like oh yeah a lot of people talk about this and like this i I was sitting there thinking like none of this is gonna stick (laughs) like "Mm -hmm." i mean maybe if i went down sit down because i think there's a standalone gwent game if i sat down knowing i was about to learn a card game that's good that's fine but when i'm also trying to like learn how to be a cool witcher dude I don't want to stop to play Gwent in the middle of that. That was the problem, as I was thinking, like, okay, I want to get back to the sword fights. But can you imagine, like, if you were playing it like a, a card game? Because there's actually, like, Geralt cards in your really? Gwent deck. So if you're playing, like, if you're playing, like, a game and you play a U card. <laughs> I think that's the ultimate power move, because they just look at the card, look at you, and be like, I guess... Unless you're fighting someone who is also on a card. And they have a better card than you. Their card is a better oh, card that than you. Suck. It's Can you just imagine like, being like a dumb card, like a oh, bad card? Yeah, like a level two, like Yu-Gi-Oh card, like a two two star that has no effect or flip effect or anything like that. Yeah, that'd be yeah. that'd be my story. But hey, we're here not here to talk about um Gwent and the various other card games and, and tabletop games that other video games try and get you to play. No, no, no. Uh, we're here to talk about video games. Capital V, capital G video games. Because this is Hitbox. here to talk about cards but i could totally talk about Yu-Gi-Oh cards for a while if you'd like to sit down sometime have a gla- nice nice beverage in front of you i'll tell you all about uh it was water you held up that's not it's a beverage 
Is that no, not no, a beverage? I know, I know, but like you'd have to like have a beverage to drown me out with. <laughs> oh, got it, got it, got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would be interested to hear your pitch for me playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I've I I, I liked Yu-Gi-Oh okay as a kid, but I was always like a Pokemon sort of child, you know. I no, I don't think you you want to hear my. I don't think I have a pitch for you to play Yu Gi Oh because Yu Gi Oh is all about. <laughs> I, I know I know I made a joke about like this. We're not going to do this, okay. but yeah, Yu Gi Oh is all about like getting the best cards and having as many of the best cards in your deck as possible. Sure. And for a lot of that series, like there was only like a couple of optimal decks and choices you had. It wasn't like you could go like Magic the Gathering. That's a game where you could go a whole bunch of different mana directions. You could have a cool little you know you could have a Goblin deck that has a bunch of little goblins. You could have you know like a like a Swamp deck. You know throw. Mm-hmm. Some throw some forests in there. You'd be great, but uh, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. Not really a, not really a, a game of creativity. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I would just use a uh, blue eye wise dra- uh, blue eyes white dragon, mm-hmm. and then I'd win because that's the only one I know. Uh, <laughs> but that's not. I mean, that's a high attack card, but also not a great card because you need to sacrifice two monsters in one of your biggest currencies in Yu-Gi-Oh. It's not life points. It's all about actually having monsters on the field so i mean if you want to sacrifice that for that that's fine but i could just use a trap card get rid of it so your strategy is no good and uh i i find you not a good candidate to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, thank you <laughs> you've fallen into my trap i wanted you to trap my, no! my dragon now i'm gonna use uh Name one other card. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I know that there is a card. uh, There is like a character in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, just one card. Well, no, he's like like five cards. He's like the leg, Uh the other leg, the arm, the head, the torso. And do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but I want you to name one other card in (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. This is good audio. Sound of you typing. Uh, (laughs) Let me see. Um, How about... Um, <laughs> do you know that when you Google Yu-Gi-Oh cards, it's not just a list of cards? <laughs> yeah, um, that's strange. Did I say Blue Eyes White Dragon? How about that was the one you said? Okay. Oh wait, this is one. Um, there's a wizard, isn't there? This uh, uh Dark Magician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's correct. You win. <laughs> Awesome. Well, hey, uh, welcome to Hitbox episode 31. We're going to see if all that Yu-Gi-Oh talk made it into the actual show. My name is Peter Hunspitzek, and my Yu-Gi-Oh duel master here is uh, Justin McAvich. You got how, duel how, master, but you didn't get another card. Is, I, 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 I have no response. I have no comeback because I just don't know enough about Yu-Gi-Oh to make Yu-Gi-Oh jokes. Do you know what I mean? Like I was try- I'm trying to yes and here and really go with you. Um, but me and my dark magician and my blue eyes white dragon don't <laughs> we're just not well versed enough um, let me just reopen that page to see what kind of Yu-Gi-Oh pulls I can make uh, in the meantime <laughs> Justin what uh, what video games have you have you been playing here uh, I'm going to talk about a game uh, demo that I played a little bit later in the podcast. That's actually what I, I probably played the most this week. But um, I played uh, Yakuza. And if you remember um, for my hour a week uh, goal for this game, um, I said that the last time I played, I was at a point where I had to get 3 million yen. I'm still doing that. And yes. let me tell you, really slows down the pace of the game to a place where I'm not happy with. So I'll do mm. it. I'm going to keep doing it. But um, yeah, it's just a, it got a little slow now. 
Uh, I saved uh, the the parsimon from falling, and the girl got her surgery, so she was happy. And then I ate the parsimon in front of her, and it was a bad parsimon, and she laughed at me. It was a, it was a weird thing, but so that's a weird game and a game that even though it's a slow spot, I still like. Well, that's good. I mean, I still don't know what I a parsimon is. I think it is the like. I think that it that it is the sign of a good game to have that. I mean. Ideally, a good game would not have that sort of grindy stuff in it. But if it is a game that you like enough to do the grind, like, I think that that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally want to find out what happens with this story. It's, like, so interesting. So, I mean, I could look that up, but part of these RPGs, uh, the the fun is the slow trickle of information you get. Sure, sure. Um, So, it seems... uh, Can can I talk about the games that I've been playing, Widget Kid? Yeah, please. Um... All right, let's see. Text changer. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna try and throw in as many Yu-Gi-Oh cards <laughs> as I can. So I've been playing, uh, as you as you may understand, Link Slayer, um, Apex Legends still. And I sat down last week and I said, Peter, for the past three weeks you've only played Apex. You you need to play other games. So I bought uh, Little Nightmares two yesterday and I started it. And wow, that that's a good game. I, I've only played it for about an hour, hour and a half, uh, but I actually think it's really good. Uh, it is very creepy. I would not say it's been like super scary yet, but it definitely has been one of those things where you walk into a room and you're like, oh gosh, what is going on here? Um, have you have you played? Either of those games? Yeah, I haven't played uh, the second one, but I played a bit of the first one. Um, it was mm-hmm. on uh, Google Stadium before my account ran out with that. <laughs> um, I popped it in one day just to see how fun it was. It was like one of the first things I played on it. And like one of the puzzles, like to go what you're saying, I don't know if it scary might not be the right word. And again, I didn't be, get very far in it so to, to like know if it actually is a legitimate like horror game. Mm-hmm. But like one of the rooms you go in, um, there is a chair that you have to interact with and a man hanging. Um, and like, you just see like his like legs, like a giant man yeah. just kind of like hanging. And then you, you have to like use the chair as like an interactable to like move to get up on the next thing. And it's just like a really kind of creepy, disturbing thing to like walk into. And a lot of that game is just like, this world is wrong. It's very creepy. Uh, yeah. Like what's going on here? Um, so I, I, the vibe of it's cool. Um, it goes with like one of those limbo, uh, inside type of games in terms of its gameplay. So I can see me liking it. Um, and if it, if it would be something that'd be on sale, I'd, I'd pop in. How much is that game when you buy it? I bought it 30 bucks. Yeah. I'm playing that on the series X because I am looking for an excuse to use. I got a new controller for that and I've been looking for an excuse to like use it. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, it's, it's cool. I like, I, I like how twisted and, and creepy and gross it is. Like, because it, it's not in your face horror, I don't think. It's more of just like, this is wrong. Like, this feels really dark. Um, and I usually don't love that because I think usually it's handled in a way that's like not super tasteful. Um, but I think that Little Nightmares does a really good job with that sort of thing. Um, and it's sort of ambiguous about like, yeah, you're just trying to escape and survive these these horrible moments, but like, you know, bad things happen to these bad people, and it's rough, man. It gets less scary though when you have to redo it in an encounter a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, I kept getting shot by this guy right at the beginning, and I was like, "What am I doing wrong?" <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a good game. I am I'm enjoying it thoroughly. So 
we've got we've got a few things to talk about here today. Oh, I just, just want to be clear, you did play Apex this week too. Oh, I yeah, I played Okay, Apex just checking. <laughs> yeah, I played, yes, I played Apex this week, Justin. <laughs> um, I'm almost at level 100. I've had I've gotten a few wins. I'm trying, you know, I, the other week <laughs> I was thinking like, I want a platinum Apex. I want to have that platinum trophy. Mm, is there a platinum? I got two trophies left. Yeah. Oh. I've got two I've got just two left to uh to get that done. So I'm working I'm working my way to to, uh, to that platinum trophy. That will be quite the achievement for me. No, that'll be a, a trophy. Yep. And there it is. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> there it is. Just Justin Makovich, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, give him a give him a hand. Oh jeez, guys, you. stop. I'm blushing. I don't like it. Come on, come on. So Justin, two two important news things happen. the first thing uh, that we'll be sort of brief about um, is BlizzCon Online. Now, <gasps> you and I were together yesterday, obviously wearing masks and things, and you were like, so did you see the news? And I was like, what news? And like, like the news that you are like would be really excited about. And I was like, no? And you said, Overwatch 2. And I thought you were kidding, but no, they, they announced, like, I mean, they announced it, like, last year, but they showed off stuff from Overwatch 2, which is cool because they said they weren't going to. Um, and I am, I'm excited for it. Do you have any thoughts about that? You've played a little bit of Overwatch, right? I think I am exceptionally excited for it, uh, because everything that I think Overwatch, uh, original Overwatch lacks, I think this one's going to try to add to, Mm -hmm. um, specifically the, uh, PV, uh, E type of stuff, the campaign that they're working on, the hero missions that they were talking about. Um, for those of you who don't know c- kind of some of this, what, the, what that means, hero missions are kind of like matches that you play just like a regular match in Overwatch, except it's you and a team against just uh, uh, bots or whatever. Bots, yeah. But they're not bots like other people control other robots. They're like new creatures that are created. So kind of like a Destiny type of thing. They did... Um they have done that before in different events and I've always gotten a lot out of those. Like they're just a lot of fun to do. Um, especially when like if it's an event, typically everyone will have like matching skins for their characters mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I have, I know very little about like the actual story of overwatch, but usually those add to the like overall lore and stuff. So it's pretty sweet. Yeah. And um, the campaign itself is like a cut scene story Involving yeah. the different, um, uh, are they called legends? What are they called? Heroes. Heroes. The heroes. Because um, I guess at the end of the one of the 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 videos that they made for the first Overwatch, the Overwatch has disbanded, and it's basically yes. about bringing the band back together type type of thing. And they're going to be like set story beats that you have um, uh, that are either like mini parts of missions or just areas that you're running around um, that are going to be a campaign with an actual story. Even if that turns out to be three or four hours, I think that's super cool that you yeah. could do that with all the the, the awesome roster of characters um, to just do that. It would give me a little bit more just kind of uh, a thing to do instead of just, you know, throwing myself in the multiplayer over and over and over again. Right, right. Um, and I think that's great because, like, I put a lot of time into Overwatch, as we've sort of talked about, but I have not really ever dipped into the story because it's always like oh you got to watch these videos and read the comic book and i'm kind of like i like you overwatch i like you a lot but for whatever reason (laughs) telling me to read a comic book and watch the videos is not doing it for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i know you know like i am a hypocrite because i definitely do that for other stuff however 
for whatever reason, I, I just like, um, I like that it's going to be included in the actual game now. Yeah, and I think with like with Overwatch, like those characters are just begging to be in, like explored um, yeah. in the game, and like just going outside of that, you're playing as these cool characters, but like make it in the game. It's not that hard. Well, just play right well, in there. Well, it's interesting for me. too it's because all- like when new characters would be introduced to the game, and it's been a minute since I've actually tr- like dipped in. So like there have been several new characters that sort of showed up that I never really. Uh, that I don't know anything about, but as they introduced sort of new characters, you would learn more about who they were depending on like the dialogue lines. So like if you were playing a certain character, like an older character and I was playing the new character, maybe our characters like have beef or like know each other. And so there will be like exclusive lines between the two of us that you can sort of catch here and there, which is I think a cool way of delivering that story for people like who really want to put it all together in a way that like I think like Dark Souls sort of does that in a similar way where it's not just super straightforward that said I don't get a whole lot of joy out of that but um I like Overwatch a lot so I like I'm not dogging on it it's just I'm excited that it will have a much more uh straightforward story I would say the one thing I'm a little disappointed with with like the campaign and the hero missions it just seems like they're the same type of map setup that we're used to in Overwatch I was hoping for maybe just a little bit more of an open worldy kind of thing not like huge open worlds but just like more objective based bigger maps Mm -hmm. um like that that would have just been something that that I thought could be fun and kind of just like pick one of these characters just run around this world fight bots do things very similar to like what you do in Destiny um I know I could play Destiny for it but again I love these characters so much that just being able to choose these different ones oh actually no that would be just like marvel's the avengers why don't i just play that game never mind forget overwatch i already have the game i want i'm good so justin you tagged me in a tweet i don't remember who but from who uh earlier this week saying like marvel's avengers is 15 dollars used from like gamefly or something like that and i'm still like that's still too much money for me to play that game i think like i am waiting until that is a 10 dollar bargain bin thing at best buy I, I'm still saying, like, that game for $15, the single it's player alone, bad, yeah. it's way, way worth it. Like, you'll get something out of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I still think, you know, that game is a little flawed with its multiplayer and its progression system. But, again, yeah. I have not really dipped back into that since I wanted to dip back into it for uh, to say that I dipped back into it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's legit. But I am I am excited for Overwatch 2. Can I tell you what I want from Overwatch 2? Like Please. the most? Yeah. Uh, it, it, I, and I don't know necessarily what the general consensus about the state of Overwatch now, especially from people who really like Overwatch. Uh, I don't like to play Overwatch now because they've added to like a little too many characters for me. And because I haven't played in so long, I'm a little out of it. So I like I'm a little out of the loop. So I don't know what these new characters are capable of. And again, that's on me for not sort of keeping up with it. But like, there's not a super easy way for me to hop back in and be like, oh, I understand exactly what's going on here, without spending a long time sort of understanding who the characters are, how to counter them, that sort of thing. Additionally, they like. I want Overwatch kind of to be what it was when it started. And I know that sounds bad, but like they really messed Overwatch up by making, I don't remember what the system is called, but you like choose what sort of role you want to play. And and this was done to make sure that not everyone is just going to be a tank or like a DPS character. Um, 
so that you are going to get healers and stuff. But like you, you choose sort of what character type you want to play as. And then you just sit in a lobby for like five minutes until like a spot frees up. It's not fun to return to because you spend so much time waiting in lobbies. Whereas it used to be like you start the game, you're in a match in like 90 seconds tops. Um, so yeah, so I, I, what I want mostly from it is to sort of bring it back to what made it so good in the first place and take out the stuff that, really hindered the ability to actually play the game <laughs> and i know that it feels weird but yeah it's yeah. like I, I think the the if i'm gonna say what the problem with overwatch is being someone who's not like that into it mm-hmm. i feel like there are two types of play- players of overwatch it's the super obsessed competitive players and it's sure. the more casual ones and uh you know blizzard's trying to be in the middle and trying to appeal to both of these and they really want to kind of make the hardcore people happy because that's where all the overwatch league and that kind of stuff comes from, which I'm sure is a big money maker for them. Yeah. So like trying to find this middle ground to make it accessible for people, but also to really appeal to those hardcore people, I think is going to be hard. And I Mm -hmm. hope I would hope the way to solve that would be by having these hero missions and these uh, campaign missions to maybe at least make it a little bit more um, welcoming for some of the more casual players. And even like you, like playing some of those hero missions would be a better way to understand kind of like what your, the new characters are and playing through them. But um, I also don't know if this is new to overwatch Two, but they were talking about like character skills that you can unlock and basically, you could have a character uh, like, um, oh God, this is my knowledge of Overwatch characters. Uh, the Soldier 76. Is that Soldier? Name another one. Name another one. A Diva. How the. T- oh, okay. I was going to say, this is exactly what you did to me with Yu Gi Oh! earlier. But like, like, say you have a character like McCree, who's like generally like an offensive, like like precision type of damage character. You yeah. can like spec him on the upgrade tree to actually be a healer or more of mm-hmm. a tank depending on like so if you really like a character but you never are able to play as that character because you, you they're you know the uh, someone else is going to be McCree like you can make it him a healer and then that could be like a way to go about it so that seems like a f- kind of cool way to allow you to be the character you want to be without yeah. having to like make sacrifices because of balancing issues right right and i think i think those sorts of like decisions to make it so that you you know, are saying what sort of role you want to play as before you actually get into the match. I think that stuff makes sense for like the Overwatch, like ranked and like competitive league stuff. Um, but I think for casual players, it's just not fun to like. I don't. I don't know who who's going to be available. Like, yeah, like okay, yeah, I want to play as this one offensive character. Like, I, I want to play as Sombra. Okay, I might not be able to play as Sombra when I get in there. So then I'm like, oh, I guess I have to try. You know, I mean, a lot of those offensive characters are actually really good but um, and the ones that i prefer but Go, like, go going so back stands. to avengers same thing with avengers I, w- I wish you could have like a team of four hulks but they yeah. don't let you do that yeah right but it's and i get i get it it's balancing and stuff but um i i ain't care about balancing i want to i want to be who i want to be i've been told that my whole life and i want to do it in overwatch well and it's also like i paid 60 dollars for you video game maybe i could tell you what to do <laughs> like, like maybe i could be the one in charge here uh because i invited you into my house and i paid money to have you well but does paying 60 dollars mean you own the game and that's our topic of the show what does it mean to own a game <laughs> great question so you look at scott pilgrim the video game and so many people bought that way back in 2010 when the movie came out everyone loves this girl ramona flowers 
Uh, I'm going to stop now. From yeah, this guy, I, I, I totally pulled a trap card on this episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> I'm about to put down my Beast King Barbaros. Um, <laughs> do you know that one? Uh, probably. Okay, that's a card. All I know is I had a card that was, it was like, uh, uh, it was a misprint that made the card super powerful. And it made okay. it like, and I didn't tell my friends it was an illegal band misprint card. So I'd always win against them and they didn't like playing against me. Was it the Cyber Dragon? No, I forget what it was. It was like some some character that every like standby phase you could choose to either raise its attack or defense by a thousand, and it just mm. kept stacking on each other. Um, so eventually, like in two turns, you could have it like be like <laughs> like thirty nine hundred, and it was like just really powerful. Was it Exerion Universe? No. Was it no. Ryko Light Sworn Hunter? No. No. Was it? Uh, uh, Cynet recovery. No. And that's how many times I can name Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and it will still be funny. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> let's 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 talk about the Nintendo Direct. Unless you have more to say about Overwatch. No, I I, I think that conversation is over. Watch what we're about to do with Nintendo. You <laughs> know, nice, nice, nice. I saw what you did there. You sort of, we're just having a lot of fun here. We're just. Sort of, we're playing Calvin Ball with this whole thing. Um, so Nintendo released a full-fledged Nintendo Direct last week, and that was really exciting. It was like everyone was losing their minds because they're like, okay, what are we going to get? We're going to get news on Metroid. We're going to get news on Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. We're going to get news on Mario Odyssey 2. We're going to get news on Bayonetta 3. And then the Nintendo Direct did come out, and people were really disappointed uh, because... They didn't really touch on any of that stuff. I mean, they sort of said, hey, you'll see more about Breath of the Wild 2 later this year. Um, but we'll sort of address that in a minute here. But before we do, I, I want to know sort of your general thoughts on the Direct. Because a lot of people were like... Listen, I know we're talking about people who play video games. But they seemed quite upset. And uh, I thought it was actually it was a pretty good Nintendo Direct, <laughs> all things considered. It just it, it frustrates me a little bit as as a fan of video games when people are like leaving these conferences being disappointed at what we're being given because really we don't need to be given any of these directs right like we don't need to be given directs we don't need big presentations I mean part of it's like for a marketing thing but like if you're upset by this this 50 minute thing like that's on you like there are there are good games in here games that are going to be interesting to a bunch of different people mm-hmm. and the the only issue with this direct is that people made had set out these expectations of of getting like the the entire year of every world changing Nintendo game out there. Yeah. And I, I think that's setting yourself up for disappointment. Rather than just sitting down watching this, I have a list here of about 31 things that were announced. Mm-hmm. If there's not one thing on this list that got you a little bit excited, uh, I'm sorry for you. Like there's good stuff here. There's fun stuff here. There's a couple of clunkers that I don't really care about. Sure. But that's everything I've seen. I mean, we've had a suffer through uh, the uh, every single PlayStation and Xbox presentation about the 2K stuff that I don't care about. You know, like, oh, wow, look at how sweaty Zion Williamson is. <laughs> or they're uh, like, uh, you're going to love Godfall. I promise <laughs> you, you're going to love Godfall. Here's 30 minutes like, of Godfall. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, and it's like, uh, uh, you know, you sold me on like, You sold me on not buying six? that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I agree with you. Here's the thing, Justin. I would say I'm a Nintendo fan. 
I like their games a lot. And I think a lot of the people who are really upset by these things like to say that, oh, yeah, we're really big Nintendo fans. But in reality, you're more of just a Zelda fan or you're more of a Mario fan. Do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to, like, gatekeep. I'm not trying to be reductive of people being upset. But I am trying to say, like, exactly what you said. If you did not, if you didn't walk away from this direct with the, you said, what, 31 things that were announced, feeling anything for any of these, any, any of these games, like, then you might not be a big Nintendo fan. <laughs> like, like, it's just, I just, I think that that's true because I think that they had a lot of stuff that they announced that I was super stoked for. Um, and, and I want to get into that, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's weird to me. I don't know why I'm surprised that people who play video games are upset because of video games, but you know, I just think that it, the outrage over like, well, they didn't talk about my whole wish list. It's like, okay, <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. Um, Sometimes and, it just didn't like and, that, and it's not like Nintendo like set out and said like this direct is going to give you everything you've ever wanted the best direct of all time after two years we're back and we're gonna blow your mind yes but that said the fact that this was a like capital n capital d nintendo direct i i do think does set some sort of precedent a little bit to say hey this is going to be an important one and not that there weren't important games announced here but those big titles that people are really really expecting i think that's why um I think those expectations were sort of stoked a little bit by the fact that it was not like a Nintendo Direct Mini or whatever. But I think that they had enough stuff to announce that's like, yeah, but there's cool stuff here. <laughs> like, exactly. There's, there's cool stuff. And, so, and I, I'm not yeah. a marketing expert here. I don't know if it's the better play to trickle this stuff out announcement for announcement. But mm. I, I think, you know, getting these announcements in one place and having this many things announced, I think, yeah, you needed 50 minutes to go in. I didn't feel like there was a bunch of, like, wasted time in here. It's not like they were going into a deep dive of, like, this is everything that you can do in the Legends of Mana series. You know, like, they yeah. didn't, like, get that in-depth with anything. Well, and additionally, I think that if they did just, like, trickle this all out throughout the year... There would be things that I would not have watched that I would like trailers that I wouldn't have watched because I'm like, I don't care about this. But and we'll talk about it when we get in like there. That Mario Golf game. I would not have heard a thing about that or cared about it at all. I can't tell if that's sarcasm. Are you into Mario Golf? No, that's sarcasm. I don't okay. like it. Wario's got a very good outfit that people were talking about on the Internet. And I uh, have to agree. Are you pulling it up? Yeah, look yeah, at yeah that. I got to look at that. <laughs> it's, it's a good it's a good outfit. He's got like a cowboy hat on. That's got a big old W on it. It's great. Um, but th- like. There were trailers for games that I definitely wouldn't have clicked on if they were just in my recommended YouTube thing, you know, even if it is from Nintendo. So, but look at but look at what was announced. And I, I think that there's some good, cool stuff in here that we're going to talk about in a second. Have you found the outfit? Yeah, I got a new cosplay idea. <laughs> the checkered pants, it's what does it for me. The purple and what yellow checkered pants are very good. Yeah, yeah. This is good. This is good stuff. It is good stuff. So, Justin... Uh, I've got, I'm looking at the whole list here, and I don't think we need to talk about literally every single thing that's on here. What would you say is the thing that you are most excited about? <laughs> I know how ironic how I was like saying that people are I'm being judgy about things to like get excited about. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if there's like one specific thing here that I'm like, this is gonna be the killer app. Um yeah. but I gotta I gotta say that the thing that stood out to me as me being happy as a Xenoblade Chronicles fan uh was mm-hmm. Pyra in uh, Mithra 
being uh, playable characters in uh, Smash or ca- yep. a playable, a playable character. Um, mm-hmm. I was super excited about that. Um, I'm so glad how they gave uh, for all of those of you who've never played Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which is not nearly enough of you. Uh, the uh, well, no, no, a lot of you haven't played that game. My, just my, me. my, probably just me, me and a couple that, other people. And they're big, like a big cat guy. My, my, my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Yeah, sorry. Go um, on. But the uh, the uh, it starts off and it looks like they're gonna have that Rex character with the terrible like Irish accent be yeah. the character, and I'm so glad they didn't go that route. And I do think these two characters look pretty cool in terms of the fact that they're very old school, like Zelda chic kind of switch back and mm-hmm. forth. Um, I hope that they have like significant differences as their characterizations, and it's not just like this is the electric one, this is the fire one. Uh, yeah. But uh, it, it looks like it could be fun. They look like they're good characters. Um, uh, what are your thoughts when seeing those characters as not being a huge Xenoblade fan? And well, by not being a huge Xenoblade fan, is I don't know anything about Xenoblade. Like I was waiting for them to tell me what the game was. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's how little of a Xenoblade fan I am. Is like I was really waiting. Like I don't know what this is uh you're a much bigger smash player than i am seeing this i was like yeah they look cool uh i don't know if i would buy them just because i don't really know who they are um i i think that there are a lot of people who are like oh man another anime sword fighter and i guess to a certain extent that's sort of true but they seem like they are interesting enough and have enough going on that sort of sets them apart from some of those Fire Emblem characters that I think all sort of start to um, blend in together. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And and I think these two characters do have enough of, like, personalities, like, in terms mm-hmm. of, like, they're not just, like, generic Fire Emblem character. Like, they actually have, like, specific... Like, Blythe is whatever of a character, but, like, literally that character does not talk in, the, in Fire Emblem Three Houses, right? Like, you don't have a words to say. But these right. two have, like, personalities that go back and forth. It should be pretty interesting, I would assume, with that. Um, the kind of bouncing off of our conversation about... Uh, about I guess yet last week's episode, we were talking about, like, women portrayed in video games relationships kind of stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think that these characters are kind of emblematic of being problematic toward to a certain degree um, yeah, with their yeah. sexualization and stuff. But the interesting yeah. thing is these are both um, reskin, not reskin, re-outfitted versions of the original characters. Oh, um, really? And the original characters, like uh, Mithra, doesn't have the black stockings on. She just has her legs, and there's a lot more cleavage for both Pyra and Mithra's characters. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more skin showing. Um, and they changed. They like censored that stuff uh, in some of the localizations of uh, from Jap- Japanese to America. Not in the actual version of the game, but even like the original spirits of Pyra and Mithra who are in um, Smash Brothers had these like altered outfits to be. Be less huh. sexualized even though let's be honest those two characters are still extremely sexualized yeah um even with those edits <laughs> yeah I, I thought that you were saying that they were going to edit the outfits they were already wearing in that trailer i was like oh that's kind of good but no. i mean like yeah i guess a step is a step but yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. It's, it's good it's good to see that they are willing to try to make changes but maybe make them better i don't know i i think that's a that's a I think that is a bigger conversation yeah. that, that I'm I'm not prepared for at this exact moment. Yeah. Um, also, try try to I'm trying to I'm just googled trying to search for their original costumes. And here's a here's a fun fact, guys. Don't do that. No. No. Don't do that. I could have told you. It, it, yeah. Don't. How many body pillows are there? 
<laughs> there's like body pillows with their original uh, outfits, oh, sure, and sure. then there's like the the even worse lingerie outfits of them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's there. But. So anyway, uh, was there anything else? Like, because here's the thing: for me, I've never played Splatoon. But seeing, like, oh, we're doing Splatoon 3, I was like, oh, this is the time I'm going to be in. Because I didn't play the first Splatoon because it was on the Wii U, didn't have a Wii U. And then I didn't play Splatoon 2 on the Switch because at that time, I didn't have a Switch. And and I, I have played it sort of after the fact, but I don't think it has the player base, you know. And the people who do play are really good. Right, yeah. So I was getting, like, totally getting swept away. So I'm interested for this new Splatoon. I thought that it was fun that you had a little dog or whatever that you could customize. What, what did they call it? They fun. called it something. It was like a creature or a minion or what was it? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, it was just like a creature. Let me see if I can find it. Um, but yeah, I I think um, a lot of the, the thing that... Um, a lot of the things we said about Overwatch, I think, apply to Splatoon. Some of my sure. favorite uh, parts of Splatoon 2 specifically are the single-player story and uh, the Octo uh, expansion that they came out that has a lot of like individual like puzzle levels and things that you have to get through. And I really mm-hmm. do enjoy those kind of things. The thing that really just stopped me from liking Splatoon are the controls, man. I was going to say, the controls. <laughs> when I tried to play it, I was like, Wow. I would like this game a lot more if it were not like this. <laughs> and and that that's like something I've been like trying to like fight back and forth between like am I using like a, a pro controller? I don't own a pro controller, but am I playing it separately and just using the like uh like the third person shooter controls? Am I trying to use the motion controls? And the motion mm-hmm. controls are actually pretty good. Um but I it just highlights to me that uh it's a game that's hard to play on a Switch the way I like to play Switch. Which yeah. makes me less excited for it because if you play that game in handheld mode, you can't use motion controls because I'll be like laying in bed like in the middle of the night trying to play it and I'm just like, like shaking the over. bed around <laughs> and like and no one's happy with that. Right. Yeah, so so speaking of motion controls, because I, I don't have a whole lot, there was not a whole lot of other information other than, hey, Splatoon 3 is happening. And, and that's why I'm not as excited as I could be if I saw more because it said they had a release date of 2022. 2022. It's like, okay, well. So yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get there. That's fine. It looks it looks pretty. I, I like I like how it's a huge step up graphically. It looks like from mm-hmm. Splatoon two to Splatoon three, but I can't wait. Also, Splatoon three is a lot easier to say than Splatoon two. Splatoon, Splatoon two. Splatoon, Splatoon two. one. Splatoon two. Splatoon three. Splatoon two is kind of hard. Four. Blue eyes, white dragon. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about motion controls. Hmm. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword coming to Switch HD remaster. Uh, you said I. I think we've talked about Skyward Sword. I don't think on this show, you've tried it a few times, right? And you just yeah. can't. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. The 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 one time I got really uh, I got far in it. Um, I just kind of stopped because it, it's 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 a hassle to play. I I, yeah. I can't. There's no if ands or buts about that. It's a hassle to play. Yeah. Uh, having the 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 sword thing, I feel like you look like an idiot walking around like as it's like moving and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like a couple of of the uh, of the systems that have been fixed in Breath of the Wild are still there. Like initially, like weapon degradation of your shield is a thing in that game, and your yeah. shield is more essential in this game than I think most games. <laughs> in the right, because there's a lot of like countering. Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, like they have like item creations and stuff like that. So a lot of like the seeds of 
Breath of the Wild are in uh, Skyward Sword, but that beginning is just a slog. And yeah. the thought of me trying to play it again is just it just hurts me. Um, but so, um, yeah, I've never I've never played these games, uh, uh, Skyward Sword. And here's the thing: seeing them be like, okay, well, you know, the Joy-Con can also be like a a Wii a I think that's cool because I think it fixes the problem of the Wii where it's like, this is not fun to play when it's not a Wiimote. Like, like when, when I'm not having to do motion controls, this is not fun to like hold. That said, I don't want to play that game with motion controls. <laughs> so then they were like, okay, and we figured out how to map it to the stick. And I was like, that's very cool in terms of accessibility and like opening this up for people who can't do that or don't necessarily want to do that like me to play it in that w- way. But then I was looking at it being like, yeah, that actually doesn't look very fun. <laughs> like for me personally, like that's not a control scheme that I think I would yeah, like. Yeah, so they, they call it like the one button mode or something like that. Except something, it's, yeah. it's not a one button mode because you're using the right joystick to go in a direction. Yes. And the the thing about this game, that it's not as simple as just making it like normal Zelda controls. The direction, it's all about, like, combat is all about the direction you swing your sword. Right. So they couldn't just remove that and just have it be a random, like, like like swipe, swipe kind of thing. You need to do that as part of the combat. So I still think it's going to be clunky. I still think it's going to be hard to play. But I do have faith that if I'm using motion controls, the Joy-Cons will be better than, than the, the Wiimote, for the Wiimotes sure. would be. So, yes. um, I, I, you know... Maybe I could play it, but again, I you can't play it handheld. Like I, you can with the new control scheme, I guess. But like anything that takes me away from playing my Switch, laying down in bed in the middle of the night, is not is going to be a barrier for me playing Switch. Because why yes. am I not playing PS Five? I I totally get it, and it's it's also kind of like I, I I'm not played Skyward Sword, but from the people who have played it, they have sort of said yes, it's good. And you're like, okay, that's um, all you need to say. For, for 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 the listeners out there, I know you're screaming, being like, you guys said this was a okay direct, it was a good direct, and the first three things, you all, you you found flaws in all of them, and these are the things you're leading off with. Uh, well, I, 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 I think there's still good stuff here. Like, it's just not like, yeah. I mean, Skyward Sword being re- remastered, more people get to play it. I, uh, they, they look like they're trying to fix things. I think that's good. It's just not the the thing I'm excited for play. Uh, like I'll probably buy it because I'm a I'm a I'm a. I'll say this: anomaly. these are these are the headlines from the direct. These are not necessarily the things I'm most excited about. You yeah. you you're excited for what is her name? Pyra and what? Pyra and Pyra, Mithra, okay. Mithra. Yes. So obviously, like that's that sounds fine. I'm glad for you. It's not necessarily my thing. I'm very excited for Splatoon three, other than the fact that it's coming out in 2022, which sounds like a made up year. And then um, Zelda. Like, here's the thing. It's it's to me. It says, hey, you still might get those remastered remasters of all the other Zelda games that you might be interested in. I just want Wind Waker again. I would take Wind Waker. I'd take Majora's Mask. I'd take Ocarina of Time. I'd take Twilight Princess. Whatever. It's just like that was the one that I was like, yeah, or I could take Skyward Sword. <laughs> sure. But um, what, what? okay, then then I think those were the big ones, right? I mean, Mario Golf, that's... I, I would say Mario Golf was probably, out of all the things coming up, is like the headliner of things that are like, this is the big thing that's coming out. Yeah, I don't particularly enjoy sports games. Mario Golf, like seeing that makes me think like, oh, yeah, I think that would be fun to play for an afternoon. But like not 
spend sixty dollars on it for me yeah. personally. Yeah, I I played uh, Mario Golf uh, for the Nintendo sixty four before, and like mm-hmm. it just is like, oh, this is playing golf, which isn't entirely fun. Like, <laughs> I, I, right. I I wish it was like more of like a Mario Mini Golf. Like maybe that's what my expectations are, but that would be a lot more fun of a game to me rather than it being just like a regular like uh, eighteen hole kind of golf experience thing for me they um, do have that mode in there though that's like you're all teeing off at the same time that's not so much of like a mini golf it's like a they call it like speed golf or something like yeah, that which yeah. is kind of cool right. like that's a neat little little extra thing to add but it looks like for for you to get the most out of that game you probably have to be online with your friends and if i know one thing about nintendo that is not gonna be a nightmare inherently fun no, to do no. to get that set up so um but yeah, like if it was more like a mini golf game, that could be something that would maybe give me a little bit more um, uh, interest and uh, excitement for a game like that. And maybe there is a mode like that that I'm just like missing or don't know about. But yeah. o- other than the fact that um, it released this really cool Wario outfit. Uh, the Wario outfit's so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, this is not the the game for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel the same way so what is something that you are looking forward to all right so i uh was uh i smiled a little bit when they started talking about the project triangle strategy game uh which by the same square enix uh from uh, who did uh project octopath traveler and um and they have a default what aren't they bravely default as well they could be. I don't know. Maybe. For sure. Okay. Sorry. But, I mean, that it seems like, like something you would know. Yeah. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> it means that I know what games you like. Well, I, I got. I'm gonna. Speaking of which, I'm gonna take these body pillows that are currently projecting on my screen off because I feel yeah. a little uncomfy. Good. X out of that. Okay. Yeah, we're good. We're back. Um, <laughs> you're like Xing out of like eight different windows where you're like, yeah. There's just a lot. There's, there's a lot going Etsy. on. Yeah. Go on. Um, but uh, the uh, it's like the same exact kind of like art style as Project Octopath uh, Traveler was. Um, I think it's funny that this title of the game is literally it says working title, but then they kind of stuck with Project Octopath Traveler because that was like yes. the thing that everyone knew it by. So I'm assuming it will be called Project Triangle Strategy. Um, but it's like a tactics game, uh, very mm. similar to like your Fire Emblem and stuff like that. And they have a, a demo that I downloaded and I put a good like two hours in. And just from playing that, it improves on uh, every issue I had with Project Octopath Traveler. Yeah. So to take a little step back to Project Octopath Traveler, uh, have you played that game? Nope. Uh, did, uh, did, you, did you not hear me? No. Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Might have just been a, a cutout. But um, yeah, so um, it is a game I would not necessarily recommend to anyone. And, and yeah. that does not mean I don't like the game. There are better RPGs out there. So, like, if you want to play a, a 2D RPG type of game, a lot of other games to go to first. Any kind of RPG, I would say there are better games to go out there and play. And the reason being is that that game is called Project Octopath Traveler. because you There's have eight, eight different characters, right? Yeah, you have eight different yeah. characters to play at. Uh, each one has their own story that don't necessarily intersect with each other so they're all separate Mm -hmm. stories um and they're all broken up into several chapters but every chapter that you play as that character there's like a level jump so you have to kind of basically play all the characters because you only have four people in your active party at a time Mm -hmm. so you kind of have to play with all the characters keep them leveled up and play other people's chapters in order to level your whole team up and all eight of those stories are very 
individual to that character's story. Like, it's very like this person's story, this person's story, this person's story. And when it's broken up between eight different stories, you don't get attached to any of the stories because I really want to find out more about, like, uh, Tressa's storyline. Sure. But in order for me to play Tressa's storyline through all the whole way, you have to play everyone else's storyline <laughs> and it just breaks it up in a way that the narrative just doesn't grab me and then when i just am saying they're like power leveling up characters i'm just kind of like ah, and it just takes me out of it um yeah. more so than it would if i'm just playing another rpg because you know i do that while i'll play an rpg a lot and i'll stop and i'll come back to it um but now it's like i'm coming back to eight separate stories eight separate games and it's just a lot of different stuff so yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. writing and the stories and the at and the aesthetics are good the combat system's fun but it's just like a lot of things that make it difficult so the um project triangle strategy uh i would i would say to start i was a little disappointed it was a tactics game because i love rpgs personally more so than tactics games but um the the game itself fixes the story problem with having eight separate characters that you following their individual stories by sure. having those eight people as your tactic party the whole time okay so you're controlling sense. all of them once and it's one big overarching story from what i can gather there are three kingdoms in a land uh that each have a different resource one is salt one is money one there's three different reasons i don't <laughs> yeah, know what okay. they are and each kingdom they've they've created like a truce because of it and like they, they need each other but they don't really like each other and one of the houses like takes over another one because of things that happen and they start attacking it attack the king and you are basically one of the smaller houses who is uh kind of put into this position where you have to save your uh head of house mm -hmm. and uh, the story is like really interesting. The way the demo is set up, um, they <laughs> I want to read you what they say when you start the demo just because I think it's really funny. And it just, I don't know who Nintendo thinks plays their games. Uh, <laughs> Go on. So it says, uh, when, you, when you open the game up, it says, as you'll be joining the story in progress, you may find it difficult to fully grasp the events happening around you. However, we encourage you to enjoy the atmosphere of the game world. Like, do they expect like a five-year-old who is like not like uh like cannot parse story information to be playing a tactics game? It's on also their kind Switch? of just it's it's almost like it's saying like, listen, it's gonna be better than this. <laughs> you know, like like which you don't have to preface like like it's, it's a like, demo. It, it's it's not. Yeah. And they go out of their way to over-explain the world and the setup at the very sure. beginning of it. Now, they do drop you in, like, chapter 8 or something like that, so you're kind of in the middle of stuff. Like, things have already happened. They reference some stuff that's happened before. But, like, as a, as a decent, like, smart human being here, I was able to understand the context enough to propel the story forward yeah um yeah. so it's a it's a tactics game much like a fire emblem game in which you're kind of going around moving your units around on a grid um but it's cool because it's like that 2d art style but it's also 3d so when you're moving it around the different units kind of move around uh and the way it's set up is that before you actually fight in an arena you have an exploration phase where you can go around get information about it talk to your party members learn secrets that can help with dialogue options um there's items scattered around on the map that you can collect before you play like health potions and stuff like that so you could get to literally walk around and understand where your environment is 
and then you play. So that mm-hmm. way you're not like thrown into a map with all these weird things and you don't know what to do. You're you're clearly told like this these are the mechanics of this world. This is what you have to do. For example, one of them, uh, you're defending this town from an army attack and there are these traps that you can set that basically you sacrifice buildings in your in your city, but it's this big fire trap. So it's like as the ruler, am I going to sacrifice my city but also like attack or destroy everything in its path so you're kind of making those like tactical choices but other than it being like a tactical game and i kind of mentioned this with the choosing between the fire and the and the house it's also like a choose your own adventure type of rpg game and they do these things i forget what the actual name of the thing is um but basically there's like story decisions that you have to make uh that you have to vote on with all the members of your party yeah and they said that like your story might not look like other people's which which is cool i think that's, that's uh, yeah and, what a game like that needs and the way they do it your main character that you play um uh the the example that they give the, the the story beat that they give you in the demo is basically like you have the prince of the of the high king of your land that you were entrusted to protect mm-hmm. so your party and you have an option have have to make a decision about are you going to protect them this person meaning that this bad army is going to attack your town or you give up that person you were charged to protect and give them to the bad people so they won't attack your town okay cool and then you have to conv- like you get one vote all the other party members get their own votes and you don't control them oh that's so, actually kind of cool so then you have to gather information in those like battle in those like exploration phases talk to people find random things in the world to give you extra dialogue options so then mm-hmm. you can go in and have these persuasions with all of your people and they'll tell you like this person is for this choice this person is for this choice they'll have like and this person is undecided and then you have to basically try to persuade your party members so you have the majority to make your choice that's actually quite interesting. And it just how they did that was really cool. And it was like a big, like a 30 minute process for you to talk to all these people, make the decisions and have your vote. And you can make people undecided, but they still vote against you and all this like really kind of cool stuff. And like basically the choice that I, that I made was to either give him up or to uh, fight and protect him. Mm-hmm. And I decided to protect him. But the next mission I can imagine would be very different. Had you not, you, had I not done that. Yeah. And it, I like it, it, it makes me think that this could be a really cool story game. And I would say the one thing that I would, I would say is that there's not a lot of actual like gameplay with the tactics so far. I've only had two missions of tactics in my two hours mm-hmm. of playing it. The rest was just story and missions and learning about the characters and doing the voting and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I'm I'm excited to play it. Uh, I when it comes out, I believe in 2022. Like they're very clear that this is an early state of the game. They want feedback. They're going to ask you for feedback when you finish the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it was it was a fun little thing that I think this is the perfect way to make a game like this exciting for people. You put it in a direct. You release a demo, even though it's not coming out for a year. You at least get that in your mind and know about what it is, and you can start playing through it. So yeah, I think it's totally Dang. cool. If you like tactics games, if you like good. Uh, RPG stories. It's written very well. Cool characters. Um, some really like like badass Dragon Ball Z moments. There's a part where like two <laughs> characters are like uh, they, they 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 trained with each other in a tournament and now they're like fighting each other to the death. And the one character's like, "Well, I was I wasn't taking those training things seriously. I didn't do all my my moves there. I, you always have to save something for when it really matters." And then the other guy's like, "My words exactly." And he does this like saying like Kamehameha like blows everyone up. It's like it's just it's like really awesome like just how they set it up and it's all done in that same 
same like pulled back 2D, uh, but also 3D art style. So yeah, yeah, I, I I was sold by it after playing it for my two hours. Dang. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Justin, I want you to take a look at this list here, and I want you to guess the thing that I am most excited for. Um, Can you find uh, it on here? Yeah, I'm going to guess. Is it DC Superhero Girls Teen Power? You you got it in one. That's pretty crazy. Uh, what is that, and why did you highlight that? <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I, like, I watched I, it. I saw the trailer when they did it, but, like, why do you... Did you highlight this? I mean, th- this looked like a, a basically like I, I guess you look like you are uh, like girl members of uh, of the DC uh, superhero world, and I don't know if you get to create your own character or something like that. But right. it kind of looked like um, uh, uh, RPG, but also actiony game. Cool little art style with stuff. I like superheroes. It might be a game that I pick up. Uh, it might be a game that I get information of and be like uh, to my girlfriend, "Hey, this might be a game you'd like to play too." Because I got that vibe too that this might be something she would like. And by the way, going back to to that kind of thing of how I look for games, when you mentioned Spirit Fair and I played it and I recommended uh, my girlfriend play it, well, she recently beat the game um, yeah. because she just got got so obsessed with it and she loved it. Um, so uh, you know, always on the lookout for those kind of games too. But I don't know, it, depending on the price of it, it might be a fun little fun little sure. romp from based sure. on the 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 preview. But. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. I like literally. I was like, "Why is? Why did you highlight this?" That's that, that, that makes sense though. Um, but all right. So I'll I'll give you a spoiler here. It is not DC uh, superhero girls colon Teen Power. Cool. Um, would it be? Oh, this is a tough one. There's there's two that I think it might be based on your notes. Um, okay. It would either be the Famicom Detective Club or the World World's End Club. These are wrong, right? You are. You're actually right. Uh, both of those are, are the two things that I was like, oh, oh really? Okay, and then, good. Oh? <laughs> yeah. Um, let me let me talk about World Detective Club. Oh, sorry, I just messed. I just mixed those two up. They're both they both ended club. World's End Club first. Um, that one that looks like the kind of thing that I would play with my girlfriend, where it seems like it's kind of a story based adventure game. You know, I, I didn't know if it, it didn't. I don't know if it said if it was like a decision based game either, but it sort of seemed like it was in that direction for World Ends Club. Yeah. Yeah. It's by the the makers of um, the uh, Dangarampa in Zero Escape series. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with either of those two things. But I am those, not. Those are definitely like kind of like find the clues to solve the puzzle kind of games, yeah. um, but are kind of like adventure in a way. I think you you should check out, um, and I've never played either of these games, but the Zero Escape series has always been on my radar as something that I want to play. Sure. Um, and Danganronpa as well. Um, those might be games for you to, to check out too. I think if you're mm-hmm. looking for a similar vibe to that, a story-based kind of decision-making game to play with someone watching you, those might be good ones uh, to, to check out but yeah um so, yeah i was i was also interested with the aesthetic um uh of the game it seems like you're in this like creepy under de- underwater place that all of a sudden you leave and no one's there what happened yeah i and, and that's the kind of story that i'm like i gotta know i gotta know what's up yeah but then the, aren't there like yeah, eight that? characters each one with their own story you can only play four characters at a time right um, right yes yeah, so, no i'm kidding but i think there are like eight characters in it <laughs> 
what were, what were you referring to? I was making I was trying to make a callback to why I didn't like Project Octopath Traveler, but Got that it. is what it I called. It like that's what it was, though, I wasn't didn't, it? Yeah, something similar to that. But <laughs> yeah, I, that's but the difference uh, yeah. with Project Octopath Traveler, they're not all in the same story. They, they each have their right, individual right, right. thing. This one looks like you have eight different characters that you can choose to do stuff here and there, but it's one overarching story, it looked like, from what I yes. can tell. But I, you know, watched the trailer once. So Me too. So, <laughs> but the, the one that I'm a little bit more excited for, because I did a little bit more research on, is Famicom Detective Club. Justin, do you know anything about this game? Uh, no. I'm going to call it right now. Okay, game of the year. Might be one of, so there's two games for this. Might be, might be my game of the year. I'm going to lump them together as one, but cool. that, like, or might be one of the, my, my favorites of the year. Uh, as you know, as we took a painstaking look at both, uh, <laughs> at all of my gaming history, I love detective games and I love games like about puzzles solving and, and logic puzzles and stuff like that. So, these two games came out in 1988 for the year. Famicom. That was a good year. Is that, were you born then? No. I was going to say. So what, <laughs> nine, anyway, it doesn't matter. 1990? It yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Um, but 1988, this released on the Famicom. Like the old, old ass like Famicom. And they are there were these two Japanese uh, like detective games. And I'm trying to remember the titles of them. One is like beyond like, oh gosh, the vanishing girl or something like that. So there is the missing heir and the girl who stands behind. And those are two cool titles. They are like sort of they're similar, like sort of visual novel E, but also detective E in the same way. I played a game called uh, Murder by Numbers last year that the gameplay of that was. Uh, pit cross but it seems like the gameplay of this is just like detective stuff you know um i'm i'm looking forward to this i think it sounds really cool if the story is good enough uh then i'm gonna be totally totally into all of this um i just i i i can't help it i like a good mystery it famicon detective i'm i'm currently typing it in how long to beat uh and there are two of them so they're I think being bundled as like 60 bucks but you can buy them both for like 30 or 40 or something like that. So this is this is pretty pretty positive. Uh, I typed in how long to beat and I I can't tell if this is necessarily um for the old one or not. It's just not popping up right. It says something's not right. But looking at it on the internet here, it looks like the part 2 uh is 13 hours. Yeah. So, like, that's a meaty game. Like, I always get worried about these visual novels that I'll have to be doing something like taking people's clothes off by, like, doing, like, sliding puzzles <laughs> and the game's, like, three <laughs> yes. hours. Right. Um, but, like, this one looks like it, it like might actually be, like, a like pretty, like, meaty experience, too, which is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, but that's the thing. It just, it seems like it is, like, not, not to be reductive of visual novels and stuff like that, because obviously there's a place for them, but it seems a little bit more gamified. Like, it seems like there's more game to it than just sort of, like, clicking through dialogue and stuff. Yeah. Um. So, yes, I I saw those, the trailers, when, when it went up on the direct, and I just, like, raised an eyebrow, like, hmm? And then I did a little bit more research on it, and I was like, I'm in. You got me. You got me, Nintendo. You got me. <laughs> Do you know anything about Star Wars Hunters? Uh, just that it is a game <laughs> that it was announced on the I, Nintendo Direct. I mean, maybe that could be something that's interesting. Like, it, it got me to think, like, what is this game? But it also got me to think, like, this game ain't coming out soon. <laughs> right, right. Um, I assume it's like a, it's. They said it's like a multiplayer kind of thing, didn't they? Hmm? Yeah, 
Or am I making that up? No, no, I think I think you're right. But like, it was very loose about like, is it coming out for multiple things? Is it just Switch exclusive? Is it a first person shooter? Because if that's the case, I ain't playing that game because it's on the Switch. I, Justin, have to imagine that it is not coming exclusively to the Switch. I mean, you know, Star Wars, they 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 don't always make the best decisions. I mean, remember Jar Jar? I Misa like the or, Switch. Ooh, poopy. Uh, that's what he says. He steps in it. Remember? I do. I there do. he goes. Saboba. Remember Saboba? Yakum no paka, Saboba. That was my Anakin impression. It's pretty good. It's a little whiny, which is perfect. You were on it. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Uh, what, are you an angel? <laughs> he says that's a bad mate, remember? I thought you were doing the <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh card bit out a second. I thought that was a card. Oh, no. Uh, here. How about... Mystical Space Typhoon. That's a spell card. That's a good one. Is it actually? I think so. I think it gets rid of all of the 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 magic and track cards on the field or something like that. Um Yep. Select one spell slash trap card on the field, destroy that target. And there <laughs> there you go. Um are you is there is the Mario announcement stuff for Animal Crossing enough to bring you back in? Uh, it made me go like, oh, that's a good feature, but I'm not going back to play it. I mean, I think the war pipes are kind of cool. Um, I yeah. think it looked cool. It looked like a different Mario game, but I have to, I just have to sit down and I have to look at myself in the mirror and realize I'm never going to be as creative as I need to be to make Animal Crossing more fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's like legit. And, and I love, we've talked about this before. I love Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. I love, uh, like, the whole series. And I loved this last one. I yeah. put almost 200 hours into it. Um, but I think I got what I needed to do out of it. Yeah. And I, was I like, think that, yeah, go on. I was, like, lo- looking at this thread on Twitter about, like, all these, like, beautiful things that people can do in Animal Crossing. Like, I, I, I think it was, like, titled, like, I am good at Animal Crossing. And, like, it's just these beautiful, like, multi layered, like, views that you can get on your island. And I'm like, I'm lucky to like have trees in a straight line. You know what I mean? Like I, I have an orchard to gather money and that's it. I remember being, I remember when I paved a road in my town, I was like, wow, this looks really good. And then I went on the internet and I looked at what other people are doing. I was like, I might as well just delete the whole game. Um, (laughs) But but that's not, that's not what animal crossing is about. It's about your own stuff. It's very like, Mr. Rogersy, but I think that returning to that game is going to be really weird because of when it came out and sort of what it was for everyone. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, well, I thought it would be weird too because I think all my people want to probably leave and there'll be cockroaches everywhere. And I still think I have some turnips I haven't gotten rid of that I've never... Oh, just rotting in your... Yeah. yeah. No, but I totally understand. Like, I mean, as we're getting close to like the year anniversary of things like shutting down, um, it is like it's that weird feeling that at this point it's been a year, (laughs) you know? And, uh, I, you know, I, I think it is so kind of tied with me mentally, um, with when the pandemic was going on and that escapism that I think made the game more popular than, than it, not that it wouldn't have been popular without, but like really made it a phenomenon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's that game. And for me, the, the two games that I will sort of correlate with those emotions and whatever, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Doom Eternal. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't really dip into the DLC because I was like, I don't, I think I'm gonna get some weird, like, scary sort of emotions that are being dragged up again, sort of existential issues. Uh, what else is on here? Uh, 
Hyrule Age of Calamity expansion pass. Now you played that game. Did you finish it? I uh, know, no. It it got to that point where um I just like stopped wanting to grind through stuff. Like it's not like it's a bad game. I am like legitimately interested in, like to know where that story ends. But um it's just a lot of a lot of hitting A and a couple yeah. other buttons over and over again. And you have a lot of different characters that have different like things about them, but it's still very similar to that same smashy killing a lot of people uh vibe and when it started to get to the point where you got to level your characters up to be competitive and like do like a lot of management stuff i'm like i don't know if the story is enough to really pull me through this because from what i've heard the story really doesn't matter (laughs) so here's a spoiler for age of calamity um so we looked this up when you were playing it and i was like oh uh so if you don't want to get this get this game spoiled for you skip ahead 15 seconds yeah you got you can have some time to look up some uh, body pillows if you want yeah yeah go ahead i'm sure there's plenty of legend of zelda ones so um you just made a face yeah because the first person i went to was one of ganondorf like i don't know why that was the first (laughs) thing that came to my head but that was just a very disturbing thing (laughs) (laughs) he's burly i feel like he it doesn't matter um (laughs) sticking to the topic at hand here yeah so uh you undo like you're successful in your mission and it just makes it's so that Breath of the Wild never happens. But it did happen because it's an alternate reality that the other guy came from. So, like, it's just, like, timelines, right? So, when I when I looked it up, it was like, is it canon? No, because it undoes the fact that this happened. So. Yeah. And, and, the, that be, and that, like, from the very beginning of the game, you're, like, told this guy comes from the, the, the alternate world where it didn't right. work. And then he, like, travels to a different dimension or timeline or whatever to do it. So, I mean, with Zelda timelines anyway, does any of it actually matter? Well, I remember when they were like, Breath of the Wild happens in all the timelines. And it's like, oh my gosh, how <laughs> how did you do this so bad? <laughs> um, but the reason I ask if you finish Age of Calamity is because to me, the general consensus of that game was like people got really excited when it came out and then played it for, how long did you play it? Like 10 hours, maybe? I, I Almost 20, I would say. I feel like a lot of people had said like, yeah, yeah. I put a lot of time into it. And then I realized this is the game. So this expansion, not that, you know, I'm sure there are people who are into it, but um, I was surprised to see that because it was sort of like, I don't know how much people really loved this game and have, have want to play more of it, you know? Yeah, and I don't know if they, they released press releases after this conference to, like, give more details about it, but it was very light with details about what it was. Like, I would assume more playable characters, probably a couple other modes and stuff like that, but... Um, there was some, like, fine print text on there that I looked at, and it was that who's more stuff yeah um, uh, a fun fact i do watch most of this stuff because i have this thing called life have you heard of a life do you have a life do you have one i i try to i've been working to grab it but like i just can't find it's it like right anywhere. out of reach so I, <laughs> yeah. I, I i started watching every youtube video and podcast on like 1.5 speed 1.5 yeah. speed i saw 50 <laughs> minutes and i was like that's interesting because i'm reading that as 30 like, <laughs> <laughs> yes i i did the same thing um i slowed it down when i was like oh, splatoon or like you know things like that but yeah um <laughs> you guys might start notice that I've, i'm starting to talk faster it's probably just because i'm used to like hearing things at a faster rate <laughs> you're just so advanced is is what you are uh is there anything else on here apex coming to switch depending if there's yeah, cross play uh, uh, i might is it, like is I that might... out yet no in march Okay, because the second that's out, I'm gonna. I want to get back into Apex because I really want to play it. Um, and I think that'd be super cool to be like play it on my computer versus playing it on my PlayStation. Um, because I recently moved my PlayStation out of my 
current setup because I need to separate work and fun. <laughs> yeah. I get so, it. Um, just to be able to like play it wherever. Not that I played a lot on Switch, but like a match before I go to bed wouldn't like be a bad thing. Yeah, I'm gonna be curious as to how it looks. Is. It did well, look like based on that trailer, like low low res. Yeah, but I mean what what are you gonna expect from a online Switch game? 4K. You know? Well, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Worst direct ever. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> um, but I'm so deep into Apex right now, and when you play on the Switch, I, if there's cro- if there's cross saves and cross play, I'm going to be there. Because to make up for the fact that it's coming late into Season 8, because everyone thought it was going to like be announced for Season 8, they're giving you a bunch of different items, and I think you're getting double XP. For two weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm already playing enough so that it looks like I've got double XP. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> and can you ima- And if it's on Switch, like this is the perfect time for me to go back into it because people are gonna be bad. Yeah. So, oh, oh, oh I'm gonna clean up. Oh yeah. We'll play some duos. I think we'd be fun. It. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, but I'd also like. I was thinking about, oh, it's probably not very good on those Joy-Cons because first-person games just don't work particularly well. But I was like, oh, but I got this Pro Controller. I sit down and uh, use that because I think that's actually a pretty solid controller there. So. Yeah, I was thinking I could like set up like something so when I'm lying down in bed, I could like attach it to the ceiling and like hang it down and then like <laughs> play on a controller. Like that, yeah. that, that, That's legitimately been a thought that I've had several times um, while playing the Switch in the middle of the night. There's got to be some sort of device that people have made that like slides underneath your bed so it's just like a little arm <laughs> that holds it up. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just imagining like, that that right is something. Right over your face. I, I yeah, can exactly. look for it. I got it. Or you just... Like put it in a VR headset, <laughs> you can make your own VR headset for the Switch that just keeps it right in front I, of your face. I do have a VR headset I bought at the the fun store Five Below that you're supposed to slide your phone in, and guess what? Doesn't work. <laughs> Justin, I could have told you that. <laughs> I know, but I bought two of them. Don't ask me why. <laughs> Next topic. Why? Um, I think Knockout City looks fun, but really? I'm confused as to it because. That's the dodgeball game. And the yeah. way they set it up, they have these like fun characters like playing the game. But guess what? Mm-hmm. You don't play as those characters. No. You play as these generic avatars. Randos. Yeah. yeah. And it's just kind of like, you know, like, why not play those fun characters? Like, that would be really cool if you had like this like big, beefy 3D orc and then you had like a 2D like, 2D, little, like, like the, sprite the princess. princess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that would have been awesome. But instead, you just had these avatars that like were dressed up like a princess or an orc or something like that. So, right. um, but that could be a fun game depending on how much it is, depending on all this other stuff. You know, here's, here's, What's holding me back from that? It was giving me big destruction all star vibes. <laughs> it was. I was like, I was like, oh, this no. kind of looks like that game. And I don't like I was so excited. Not so excited for that game, but like I was interested to try it and I just did nothing for me, you know. But yeah, I don't know. I would if it was like free, I would give it a go. Yeah, I was, just don't know if like p- putting money into it would be the way. It, it was something that when they announced it, it kind of reminded me of arms. And I did get really mm-hmm. into ARMS for like a week. Uh, and they had the demo, and I bought it after playing the demo because I'm like, this is fun. I can use it to work out. Guess what? I never did. But like, yeah, I played right. it enough that I, I, I enjoyed it. Probably played it for 20 hours. I liked it enough. We're good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, you know, we say like $50, $60 playing something through 20 hours. I think that's a good investment. Yeah. 
Like, I'm I mean, not upset the, yeah. I paid for Age of Calamity, having played it and what I did with it, even though I didn't beat it. Like, I feel happy mm-hmm. with my experience with it, so. Yeah. Is there is there anything else on this on this list here that you you have any thoughts on? Fall Guys, yeah. it's coming to Switch. Uh, a Cran Shin Chan, Aura to Hakasu no Natsuyamina, Owenari Nano Keno no Tabi. It's in Japan only, though, I think. Was that the was that the sword samurai one? I think it was clearly stated in what the title was, so I don't think we have to talk too much more about it. It was very clear after what I read. You want me to read it again? Uh, yeah. Go okay, ahead and hit it, us with that again. Cran Shin Chan, Aura yeah. to Hakai Case no Natsu Asumi, Oranawi Nano uh-huh. Kakan no okay. Tabi, Japan only. Uh, sorry, I had my headphones all the way the volume down. Can you repeat that? Sure, <laughs> it's Cran Japan only. Well, uh, you know, okay, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, Justin, I don't know what that is. <laughs> is oh, that the samurai I mean, game? It, I don't know what it is either. In fact, the, uh, these no, it's, lab, not. These, it's, it's not. You're talking about Samurai Warriors? I was gonna say Samurai Warrior 5 is, is up there, so that's not what this is. Um, I mean, Samurai yeah. Warriors 5 is a big deal if you care about that. Uh, but uh, sure. if, if you do care about that, uh, you probably are going to buy it no matter what. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but I think I bravely default to on my radar. I've been thinking about mm-hmm. it. I might need an RPG, but I've also had Final Fantasy X, specifically after last week, back on my radar. So we'll decide which one of those two to do. It's got some really good music in it. That is very formative to me. Because bum 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 it's good um yeah i i think that pretty much wraps up all my thoughts for this i i i think it was overall a pretty good nintendo direct um as a fan of video games and nintendo i walked away from this being like yeah yeah, All right, there's some, some stuff. things that I'm going to be excited to try. Yeah. And that's how I feel about that. So thanks for joining us here, dear listener. Uh, y- you know, it's funny, Justin, you said last week like <laughs> that I said listener singular, but I think I'm just, I'm talking to you, whoever you are listening, listening alone. Maybe you're playing a game. Maybe you're on your drive to work. Maybe you're on your drive home. Um, maybe it's me when I'm editing this. I don't know, but what I'm trying to say is thanks for listening because uh, I, I have a lot of fun sitting here talking to you about games, Justin. And, okay, um, I, I, was, I was glad you clarified because I don't know if you're talking to the listener still or to me. We got that one email once that made me really happy. It did. So. Like, I, I, I tell you, that was like something like that just made that made my month. Yeah. So if you want to make our months. Um, month is almost over, so maybe wait until March. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you can you can <laughs> go ahead and and send us a message or follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod or send us an email at HitboxOfficialPodcast at gmail.com. Additionally, if you feel so inclined, you can follow us um, on Spotify or you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and and share the show with a friend. That would be that be greatly appreciated. Next week, I'm going to be playing Persona Five Strikers, and Justin, I've heard very good things about it is that the soccer game yes <laughs> all the kids 
uh, wear soccer jerseys and they go up and they have soccer matches against, you know, all uh, the big ones. Sorry. Manchester United. Football. Football. My bad. Yes. Football. Manchester United, Tottenham Hotspurs, um, Real, the, uh, Real Madrid. I, w- um, I, w- I want to be clear. You've named more soccer teams without looking on the internet than you could Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Tottenham Hotspurs. They're, that's my team. They're, uh, I think what they're ranked 11th in the Premier League. This is actually true. I'm not making this up. Are you a I soccer little, fan or football um, fan? My friend, my friend Kevin is trying to get me into it. Um, and I, I know some, I know some players. Uh, I like Son. He's good. On Tottenham Hotspurs, and that's the one I know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will catch you next week. Always remember, old games are old. See you later. Goodbye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> 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 <laughs>